Is this your Superman? Is this your Superman? Man of steel. Who's supposed to lead you into the future? Come on, brother! Is there nothing that can be done? Him? He's supposed to protect you. I'm your Superman. We have to go now. Queen Mother, let's go! To the comic book bullets with Nerdist New Bully, and your host Leroy, aka uh, Mephisto's son in law, uh, with my co host. As Eli, aka Mixed Master Slice. <laughs> there we go. And we're back with another episode. And yeah, it seems like this is a pretty easy breezy week that just went by. So we're just going to uh, close out February. Uh, Eli, is this the first fiscal month? Of the of twenty twenty one or the physical one? I don't I don't know what you call it. Physical or fiscal? Those are two different. Know. I know. <laughs> Whichever one applies, that's his that's Um, uh, I, I, well, yeah, I guess both. You know, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, hey, technically, yeah, you're supposed to be your first physical year in whatever 2021 January. Uh, what do you call it? Thing? Oh, who we got? We got you people do... in the house already. Big Willie. Oh, already. Big Willie's hey, in the house. He was on before we were here. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably on right now. He's probably right still on doing right one now. of his shows. Right. <laughs> he probably is. Shout out to Willie. If you're not on his podcast, jump on his podcast. I'm pretty sure you're popping right now also. Uh, anyway, while you sharing out the link, Eli, let me get to the stuff I want to talk about. I want to talk about, here's the thing. We got this kind of podcast. We try to go with these wide ranges of topics that we like to go to. Because, you know, we like to dib and dab over here and over there a couple times. But some things we usually stay away from for some reason that I want us to touch on some more. And that is music. Like, okay. you're freaking wearing a Wu-Tang shirt right now, you know. There I go, man. <laughs> exactly. We, Shout out to the Wu. The unpredictable. <laughs> exactly. And so, so I just want to hear some quick music news real quick, you know, and then we'll move on to what we're going to move on to. So, like I said, first thing I want to say, you know, uh, rest in peace to Daft Punk, you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, there were robots. Uh, were they even alive? Exactly. Do they have do they have a soul? We'll talk about that on our WandaVision review. Ah. <laughs> You're gonna get deep into that. Did you listen to Daft Punk at all? Did you I, I my kid, you know what? My kid, my daughter, she loves all that dancing music shit. So yeah, get lucky and uh um there's a couple of their jams that I knew they that she was there. And then the Tron, they did that Tron soundtrack that was I thought it was pretty happening. 
They did that. Yeah, yeah the, the last Tron movie, which was like ten years ago now. Now that's like that. didn't, damn. Didn't, I... didn't, didn't watch it, but I take your word for it. <laughs> wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. You know. Okay, hold on. Let me see what else we got here. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, Wu Tang. Thank you. With. Somebody that's listened to this podcast that know who Wu Tang is. Gomer. <laughs> Gomer. <laughs> killer, killer bees, bees blast. Oh, uh, shout out to Geeks and Comics. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, yes, Eli. This is big news. This is big news right here. Like I said, there's one reason why we don't talk about music because. For the most part, even though we like to cover a wide range of music, between you and I, I think we our tastes kind of sometimes converge, but sometimes go out this way. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm about to say something to you that I know you're about to get up and go smoke a cigarette, but I want you to stick around and let me finish the sentence before you leave. Okay. So, Bruno Mars drops new music this week. Don't go. Don't leave. Don't leave yet. Okay. <laughs> I know who Bruno Mars is. I know you know who Bruno Mars is, but I know you. I know you. What you was about to say. I'm too metal for that shit, and you about to leave. So you are. You are right. Yeah. I won't. Leave <laughs> right. <now. laughs> right. So before you go, I was just gonna let you know that also it's Bruno Mars in a collaboration with Anderson Pac. Now that is big news. Anderson okay. Pac is the real deal. I'm telling you, he is the next big thing. Honestly, he should have been the next big thing. We got big thing. So these two guys making music. I'm excited. It's yeah. So moving on past right. that. Is Anderson Paco? Is he a rapper? Kinda. Sometimes. Ghostwriter. No, 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 no. He <laughs> he sings and raps, and you really don't know what he's gonna do when he does it. You know. Is he a Dre producer? Dis- I don't think he's a producer. Or uh, he or... like Dr. Dre discovered him. I'm like shit. What was this? When did the NWA movie come out? The, uh, Shit, like five years ago or something yeah like four or five years ago whenever yeah, that came out wow. he was on the soundtrack of that and then he was like on every other song you're like man who the hell is this guy you know then he just kept just drop music drop music drop music I mean, so the fact that these two guys making music i'm excited i'm telling you Eli, it's gonna be everywhere everywhere it's gonna be huge who do we got yeah uh big willie knows uh my daughter's first Bruno concert wow my daughter's first concert was Judas Priest. Yeah, she was in a, <laughs> they played a festival and I went, that was for free. It was like this, you know, the, the city, uh, city fest or whatever they used to call it. They do fireworks around the 4th of July and sometimes they have live band. Judas Priest played right down the street for me for free. And I had my daughter in a uh, stroller and shit. <laughs> well, can't beat that. <laughs> Raising them right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and last but not least in the music interview, want to say wish happy birthday to Ja Rule. Uh, today he turned seven. So yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what because he was born on Le- leap year. Oh, okay. ah, I did not yeah, know that. I was not aware. <laughs> right. So. Uh, so yeah moving on past that what do we got here done with the music news we won't pass that i may do some more next week we'll we'll test how it goes but uh anyway past that let's move into that. weren't we right rag- weren't you ragging on jog rule always here's the thing i'm saying it now but when ja rule was like making platinum albums left and right stuff like that i was playing ja rule i had all his albums so Oh, uh, I think Eli. Has to go. Yeah, there you go. You're back with me. Okay, so let's move on past it. Let's actually get to the nerd shit. What we're talking about? Boom. Let's talk about Spider-Man Three. Okay. Uh oh, he's going out again. He'll come back. Uh, Spider-Man Three. What we got going on right here is they finally announced the name. They actually had a few names going on. Uh, I think they were called. What was it called, Eli? I probably can't remember. You. you there? Far from home. Yeah, I'm here. No, that was the other one. That was the other one. 
far from home, 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 home slice and home, home record. Home cooking. And home... Yeah. <laughs> home, homemade. Homies, no homo. <laughs> oh, we just got demonetized. Uh, but yeah, they had a bunch of stuff. Anyway, here is the official name. Uh, no way home. They actually, they gave Tom, Tom Holland one name and they gave the guy that plays uh, Ned another name. But the name, official name of is no way home. Of course, you know, the internet ran off with it. They were given other names speculating, you know, Spider-Man work from home, uh, you know, uh, homewrecker, like you said before. <laughs> oh, and in my favorite, which we're going to talk about later on, WandaVision episode 10. Yeah. <laughs> which pretty much what we all know is going to be. So, yeah, let's move on. Or the theory oh. that all three titles were the movie title, but it's the multiverse version and it's going to be like... Three different endings. You got to see three oh, different movies and shit. You you already hurt my head with this multiverse <laughs> stuff, and, and it might that might actually be the thing. <laughs> like which uh, version Spider-Man. of Spider Man did you see? And right. wouldn't that be some three shit? different endings? Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh wait, the DVD uncut, yeah, alternate and choose your own adventure, probably that shit. You know, <laughs> way oh, the future. Man. Yeah. So you want to just jump into like the uh yeah let's just go let's go to it. Okay, now we're gonna talk about one division. Okay. Just gonna jump right into it. Just go from there. Like I said, I'm pretty sure everybody saw Wandavision this weekend. At this point, it's not even a point of putting spoilers in there because everybody on the planet was going on. Even if you didn't watch the show, uh, you're gonna get memes and gifs and people just making points about it, or you're gonna get songs promoted. You know, uh, the Agatha All Along song turns out to be the number one soundtrack on iTunes right now. Grammy winning. Watch. <laughs> right it's insane is it i think the same people that made the soundtrack for wandavision like same people that made uh what's that frozen i think the same people oh really okay yeah i think so 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 anything they just, there's even a trap remix to agatha all along <laughs> I, I will play it but i want to get flagged <laughs> i'll play it that'll be the ending song of this podcast so if you listen to it on audio listen to it that'll be the trap remix of uh agatha all along uh but i'll let you go eli what, what'd you think about it this this episode? um I think this is the first episode. I won't say disappointed, but I was more like, okay, we're get we're get. I mean, it it did confirm what we already knew. Mm-hmm. So in that in that sense, I thought it was a little bit redundant. We already kind of knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I guess after I think it was for me it was after last episode of seeing Monica and I was, okay now I was ready for the superhero showdown, and then right. we just launched into a flashbacks. You know, so on that that sense i was like oh that's it we don't get like a cool beat em up episode but um you know other than that i mean there was some cool moments you know going back and seeing the flashbacks and just seeing uh you know basically what led to wanda's trauma you know was mm-hmm. interesting even and, though we um, already knew that you know but... we already knew what was happening but uh um but yeah i mean it was it was interesting emotionally interesting it was emotionally exciting i guess there was some uh i mean that that scene with vision and wanda when they're at the avengers compound right after mm-hmm. um sokovia or whatever right after yeah i think it was right sokovia. They're just talking watching tv yeah and and just um that conversation they had i thought was fucking gold you know um yeah uh but other than that you know i thought it was all right i thought it was okay you know now now I'm really excited for next week's episode. <laughs> you like now that I got this out the way, let's get yeah. to the real stuff. So yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't expect that much exposition 
thrown in this late in the season, I guess. You know well, what I mean? I think that well, just I, I think it's a pacing issue. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. that was my main thing. Cause like last last week we got Monica's origin and you know all that shit. And then I thought, okay, now shit's gonna start popping off and we go into this flashback emotional, you know, journey. So. Right. Instead of just keeping the pace going like they yeah. had it before. Yeah. So I, like, I, I agree with you on that. I agree yeah. with you on that. I, like, I felt like they could have did this earlier. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I, they, they they're in a tough spot because here's the thing: this is the best thing and the worst thing about this show is that they tackle so many genres. It has so many tones they're trying to go for that. It, sometimes it is almost impossible to juggle it the way you want to juggle it. You know? Yeah. Uh, before we go to it, let's see what we got here. Big Willie, what you got for me? Mutants confirm. Oh, it's Frankie. Yeah, mutants confirm. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah. Are they? So that wasn't kinda, so. So so that's not. They, they danced around it. They they danced around it. They danced around yeah. it. I'll talk about. So, that but the their session. parents were not Magneto. That wasn't Magneto. <laughs> oh, then their parents are not Magneto. Every other five years, also. So it. <laughs> then Marvel goes. Hey, we changed our mind. Okay. <laughs> Magneto, come get your kids. Okay. So basically, what I think about this episode is that. It was exactly what you said. They they had this pacing going up. It was going up. It was going up. We thought it was going to go to this big showdown. And then, boom, this entire episode was pretty much just an expedition dump. And I don't know how they can handle it, but I guess they handled it the best way they could. Because I, here's the thing, Eli. Any mystery that people have been thinking about what this show might be and what this show might not be, it's over. It's done. They have explained everything. They over-explained everything. Yeah, yeah, Every, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing left to explain. So all these mysteries and theories, stop. They're done. <laughs> no Mephisto. Mephisto's not here. Uh, yeah. Chaos magic means meets the hex. Yep, it's not. So everything is done with this show right now as far as what you And Pietro. And Pietro. He was just some dude. He was Agatha just some dude possess- she just possessed. Possessed, yeah. 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 <laughs> and just made him just walk over there because she knew Ma- Wanda's mind was so fragile. She just believed whatever she wants to believe, you know. Yeah. Um, and, but and she like is said, capable. Yeah, she is capable of... You know, and necromancy, necromancy, like she was saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she said the body's like way over the there. Body's full of holes and in another country, which I thought was yeah. pretty, pretty yeah, harsh. Like, it's, it's not worth the trouble. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. So she just did some weird shit right here and then said, so yeah, it was a big exposition dump. They have to do this stuff. Like that. They have to get all this stuff out the way because what you want and what every other Marvel fan wants and everybody wanted when this show first came on, they want eye lasers all through for 90 minutes. They want people getting thrown through buildings. You want that shit. That's what the next episode is going to be. It's just going to be that for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Because if you think about it, we have a Marvel show that for like for that is, hasn't had a fight scene yet at all. The closest thing yeah. we had to it is like Monica and and Wanda having that argument. A, that argument they got into like a few episodes where Wanda and Vision like floated in the air, and then she made the yeah. credits run. That was, like the closest that was the closest thing, but that almost felt like like domestic disturbance or stuff, like <laughs> like a husband and wife, man. Yeah, you know, that so would, that, that could have that could have destroyed the planet, but yeah, <laughs> right. But still, you know, husband and wife having a harsh argument. They're like, maybe y'all shouldn't do that. The kids upstairs, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then you have Monica and Wanda. But other than that, there hasn't been a fight. Nobody has got punched in this in this Marvel show yet. So. It's gonna happen next episode, like that, I said. That that that's a big, huge test on the uh, MCU audience, I right? But yeah. here's the thing: it, it took them a while <laughs> to catch on. It took them a while to, to understand what's going on. Because, like, I was saying, talking about somebody earlier with this earlier, like the first two episodes of WandaVision, everybody's saying it sucked, it's terrible, it sucked. But when you go for the the later episodes, everybody like oh, they're on board now. 
But at the same time, most of the people are on board because of their expectations. Now, we always say it's not good to set expectations because you always be let down. Eli, do you think you'll be uh, let down if this show don't deliver on everybody's expectations? Like if if Reed Richards doesn't show up, if the mutants aren't confirmed. If Doctor Strange doesn't show up. If Doctor Strange doesn't show up, if the multiverse doesn't get cracked wide open, if Professor X doesn't show up, you know. Well, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not so much concerned with like you know cameos and you know how this leads into whatever other shit that the MCU is setting up. I don't give a shit. I just want some closure. You know, right. I like some a sense of closure. That's all I really. Just tell me a good story and wrap it up in a in, in with the with the with you know in a way that that that's satisfying. That's kind of all I really talk about or I right. really care about. You know, I'm not, I'm not care about, yeah, like I'm saying, like, this has subverted, how the, how come it's okay when the MCU subverts expectations, but when Star Wars does it, the fucking world loses <laughs> their fucking mind. <laughs> Everybody loses their minds. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yo, oh, yeah, so, where, where the fuck is Mephisto? Where the fuck? <laughs> Frankie, it will be Luke Skywalker. <laughs> That's that's the expectation. (laughs) So, and if it's not, we will be upset. We will march in in the street. Because honestly, Eli, I'd almost MCU ruined my childhood. Fuck this (laughs) shit. Fire fire Kevin Feige. (laughs) (laughs) Because honestly, I think half of the like hardcore MCU fans are watching it strictly for that. Because they're expecting yeah. this to open up some other storyline later down the road. They're, they're expecting WandaVision to be a commercial for other shows. That's what and that's expecting. stupid. Of- yeah, that's stupid. Like, why are you watching the show? Because you think the Hulk is going to show up. Yeah, that you're Eli, an idiot. <laughs> Eli, you say, you say it's stupid and you say it's an idiot. But if it wasn't for the expectation, would the MCU be as popular as it was? Would the MCU be as popular if the other show wasn't a commercial for another show? Yeah, but I'm just saying it not to the expense of the storytelling. You know, True. I think it's yeah. stupid. Like I said, we all these people thought, oh, the first two episodes suck. What the fuck is this show? Blah blah blah. The show's dumb because they didn't get it. You know, they didn't get right. the nature of these two characters. You know, and mm-hmm. now that they do, you know, um, now they, yeah, now they, it, they, they, they lightened up. But at first, they were like, oh, this isn't you know, this is an end game. Where's you know, where's our big huge explosions and shit and lasers and shit you know right and <laughs> i need a joke every five minutes to keep my attention like yeah Tony yeah, Stark is gone, man. yeah. Let it go. yeah fuck this i'm go play Fortnite. you know like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dad with wolverine or some shit you know yeah <laughs> oh man so but but talking about the show like i said a lot of major i think some big things happened in the show mainly even though it was an expedition exposition dump uh, and it was a lot of stuff that we already knew. At the same time, it was still nice watching it play out. Just the fact that because the acting on par was there. Like I said, that scene between Vision and Scarlet Witch. Oh, we'll get to that. Wanda. <laughs> uh, just the fact that it was acted out so well. You know, I, I could like watch an episode of just them doing that, which is basically what this whole series is. It was. Them just, just watch- walking around just doing shit, you know? Yeah. Just and that's what the early shows yeah. were, right? That was the yeah. early shows, what they were, just them doing stuff, getting in shenanigans, getting out of it, just showing how much they love each other. And the more the show went on, the more that their relationship and what they built started to break down. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the point of why they did what they did, because they wanted you to feel what Wanda was feeling. Yeah. She created this illusion, this happy planet, this bliss bubble that she has. And every episode is breaking down more and more and more. And they well, want you to feel the same despair yeah. she's feeling. 
And why I say I think this is one of the best things the MCU has done is because it is tackling deeper issues besides just, you know, blockbuster action shit. You know, we're dealing right. with trauma. We're dealing with mental health. We're dealing with how we deal with our problems you know and and this whole setup the show is just a metaphor of like if you don't deal with your shit it's gonna fuck it's gonna start affecting everybody around you and this is right. what happened you're gonna, to right you're gonna yeah. do it in self self-destructive uh self-destructive mode yeah. now that, another thing yeah yeah wanda's wanda's trauma is now affecting everybody else you know so she's gotta she's gotta Even come to terms with her grief yeah, exactly. she's got to come and, to and that's the awesome thing about this. Like, okay, Agatha Harkness was revealed to be a villain. Like, she's supposed to be the big bad of the show. But if you really think about this entire episode, she gave Wanda a free therapy session. The entire episode. That's yeah. what she was doing. Yeah. You know. Of course, she was doing it for her own benefit. Yeah, you know, she's trying to get she, her power or whatever. Yeah. Right, she's trying to get power. <laughs> she wants to know where her power came from. So she has to walk her down memory lane, not only for Wanda's benefit, for her benefit also, so she can see how she got this stuff. You know, yeah. but that's the whole point of it, that she was, uh, like, she basically saying, you need therapy, I'm going to give you therapy so I can figure out how to <laughs> how to take your, take your powers. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that, that was a good thing about it. I mean, like I said, she walked it down memory lane and made her walk through there. So we got to not only see what Wanda was going through, but we had to feel what Wanda was going through. We already knew that she was a fan of sitcoms, and that's basically what this show was. It, it basically confirmed that she was a fan of sitcoms, and she wanted to make her own sitcom. Because yeah. in the show, her family, uh, the reason they love sitcoms so much, because in a situation comedy, which a sitcom stands for, whatever happens in the first 30 minutes at the beginning, whatever conflict they go through, it is resolved at the end of those 30 minutes. Everything is all resolved. We, now, yeah. we know that's not and they realistic. Were, and they were using it to learn to speak English. They that was like English. the whole family was watching these shows to learn how to speak English. Right, you which know. is one reason they also explain why the accent comes and goes. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. why some because sometimes they can remember how to speak perfect English when they get stressed out. It comes back you know and oh um, to me it's the opposite of house of m yeah um uh, like i said it has clue it's it's not and, and that's the thing about the mcu they never do direct adaptations of anything civil war yeah. was not a direct adaptation of civil war yeah. it's not a direct adaptation of uh house of m. age if of anything, ultron was not age of ultron <laughs> Like, and it was in name only. That was yeah. it. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet wasn't Infinity War, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the thing about this show is that it's actually not even really going for House of M. It's really taking from, like, that, like, Vision Quest, that old 80s uh, Scarlet Witch and Wanda. I mean, Scarlet Witch and Vision comic. It's really taking from that. Little bit of the Vision comic, but not a whole bunch. But there's yeah. some there's stuff in there. But as yeah. far as House of M, it's there, but they're not really doing a House of M, like, an adaptation this this wasn't and i don't think they have a plan on doing that like they yeah. were just they will pick and choose and do some little things but... i mean i think it's just the basic concept of her creating an alternate reality out of grief is right. that's that's it that's you know, it yeah you know, um and so and yeah. that's all they were planning on doing meanwhile while telling their own story so yeah um yeah and and like i said some other stuff that popped in there also like i said we uh we found out that wanda always had powers and I think yeah. that's where we're talking about that the mutants were confirmed because, like I said, that's what happened with mutants. When you're around 10, 12, you hit puberty or you go through stress, then your powers pop up. And basically yeah. saying that one did the, uh, uh, what do you call it, hex? Probability hex. That's what Stanley used to call it. Probability because they were comp her powers were so confusing and nobody knew what they could do. But anyway, because 
Honestly, Eli, whenever they told that story back in Age of Ultron, when she told it, I always felt that Josh Wheaton wrote it where the next writer, whoever picks it up, wouldn't write themselves in the corner. Because it always felt so open-ended, like, okay, Star Trek fail? This is Star Trek. Like, his shit just don't malfunction. And they say yeah. it's malfunction for two days. So, obviously, she did something to make it malfunction because that was her hidden power she didn't know she could even do. You know? Yeah. I uh, caught a little bit of uh, Gomer's show, This uh, Geeks and Comics, earlier. And they were mm-hmm. talking about how it was the, the was it the Tesseract or which stone kind of, like, unlocked her powers. Well, the um, Mind Stone. Yeah. The Mind Stone, yeah. And then, yeah. then they went and broke it down, like, every color of magic has coincided with an infinity gem. You know, right. what's her face? Agatha's is purple, which is like the power stone. Yeah, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange wielding the green, the green, the and then there was somebody was doing orange and somebody else does red, all these different magic, you know, powers. Well, well are, the thing is yeah. when Wanda exploded at the end, had all this power going on there, I mean, that looked like the reality stone. That looked like the ether right there because it yeah. controls reality and it was and, red, that's and what, she's warping reality. Yeah, and that's what the reality stone does, you know. Right. So it makes it seem like she always had the reality stone in her, but it may or may not. And which will will we lead to also where Agatha started freaking out when she found out what Wanda was. She was like, Oh, you are uh, you know, you possess chaos magic. That's the first time chaos magic was ever mentioned in the MCU. Chaos I'll come back to chaos magic in a second, what it is, because it's actually a pretty big thing. Uh and she finally called the first time the Scarlet Witch. Now a lot of people were just like Okay, and no, this is a big deal because this is the first time Wanda has ever been called the Scarlet Witch in the MCU. They've never uh, referenced her as that. Tony did call her a witch one time, but that was just in a you know derogatory term he was saying it, but not like it is now. So basically, basically, uh, she was treating her like Neo in the Matrix. You know, yeah. you are the one. You see everything. You can do everything because what chaos magic is, and it's like this in the comics also. Like, okay, Agatha trained for centuries. Loki trained magic because he learned it from Frigga, you know, Thor's mom. Doctor Strange had to train and learn magic, but Wanda doesn't because she could possess chaos magic. She can just do whatever she wants whenever she feels like it. No training whatsoever. Like maybe showing her the runes and stuff like the shit even Harry Potter knows. She don't know that shit. You know, she never learned it. Well, even said Agatha's like, you don't know the fundamentals. You don't know what a, a protection spell is. Like she just has all this power, but doesn't know how to use it yet. Right. You know? Which which actually, I think, uh, makes Agatha even more jealous of what's going yeah. on. That's what because that's what she was searching yeah. for for the past yeah. 500 years or however long she's been alive. Since the Salem Witch Trials or whatever. You know, right. Which I gotta say was pretty cool. So yeah, this is, cool this is the furthest uh, into horror the MCU has ever gone. When she sucks the life force out of all those witches in the beginning and right. shit that was <laughs> like, pretty gnarly witch? right yeah <laughs> this is going way past mr boogity on disney plus i'm just saying you know? <laughs> so yeah marvel hocus, is dipping pocus. Into it. hocus pocus is on disney plus too it's go, it goes harder than that <laughs> <laughs> so disney's finally starting to go there a little bit so yeah i mean like i said we're dealing with witches we're, we almost thought that we were going to start dealing with satanism all of a sudden but it looked like disney's gonna be like nah we're not gonna go that route you know so no Mephisto, you know. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it had that stuff in there. And I, I thought it was pretty good. Eli. I, th- I thought it was a good episode. I, like I said, they have to get this stuff out the way so these fan theories can get away. So people can just turn their brains off the next episode and watch Vision on Vision and Witches on Witches. Yes, and- Vision on Vision. We're going to see. Yes, Vision on Vision. So yeah, the big reveal at the end, we get White Vision or whatever. Um, now... Is that gonna? Is that like an offshoot of 
Ultron? If they're like using the same prototypes of if Sword had, you know, Vision's body and they're right. reprogramming it and they're using, you know, the drone and, and whatever Stark tech was laying around and it looked mm. like an arc reactor in his head. Is that yeah. like an offshoot of Ultron in it a way? It could be. I just just let you know that White Vision yeah. is in the comics. Like I said, this issue, Gomer said, is speculation going out of control. So I'm pretty sure it's worth $5 now. You know, know. (laughs) so but yeah, he is he was a thing. Basically, the thing with White Vision, the same thing that happened in in the movie in the TV show happened in comics. Body got destroyed. They rebuilt him. He remembered everything, but his emotions were gone. So he didn't love Wanda anymore. He didn't love his kids anymore. He was just okay. Yeah. Yes, this is now back to that scene with Wanda and Vision, and she's talking to him, and she's mourning, and he says those. Something about what is grief, if not love, that endures yeah. or something. That, yeah. like I said, that scene <laughs> <White> was <privileged. laughs> on Black History Month. How you gonna have White Vision on Black History Month? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hopefully, he's the bad guy, not the savior. <laughs> right. <laughs> white Savior Vision. <laughs> right. One just leaves her vision for him. You know. <laughs> oh, but um, but back to that scene. Like I think that is that scene makes this whole series matter. You know what I'm saying? Is that, cause that, this is about her trauma. This is about her dealing with her grief. And he is the one that sort of saves her from that, that gets her out of that. This is where we start to see their relationship blossom and what leads to their romance and to their, you know, falling in love. Right. You see her fall in love with, with him, fall in love with her also because yeah. He's trying to understand her emotions and he's connecting. He's trying to find a way to connect to her. And what I love, why I think the vision is such a, an interesting character is because he is a reflection of, you know, I, AI and, and uh, or those Isaac Asimov stories where a robot discover or figures out that it's a sentient being and starts acting. What is its purpose? And right. that's what he's trying to do. He's like observing humanity and what it means to be human. And he understands humanity more than humans do. And probably cherishes it better than a human does. A, mach- a super intelligent machine will appreciate life more than the dumbass humans right, who don't. Go through the motions <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. yeah I also, think another thing that we kind of look over in Civil War, because like I said, when they had the big airport fight in Civil War, Vision showed up and could have ended the fight anytime he wanted to. Yeah, but he only showed up to make sure Wanda was safe. Even yeah. back then, that's the only reason he was there. And that's why he was able to lift up Mjolnir. You know, yeah, because he, he was he, pure. Yeah, he is so pure. Um, also, he's not alive, but right. <laughs> <laughs> but this goes to show, like, okay, now that you know, this is all ref- this is all this whole deep theme of souls and 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 does the vision have a soul? Um, because she created him, or, or the machine, the vision was created. He is an artificial being. Does he have a soul? Do Wanda's kids have souls because she created them? You know, this is right. all reflected. And I think this is just, you know, it goes so deep into that. Those, those Does themes. Sparky have a soul? Like Does, we're yeah. mad at, you know, we're mad at Agatha killing Sparky, but Sparky isn't real. Or is yeah. he real? Yeah. <laughs> and like, who knows? Maybe the original Vision did have a soul because he was powered by the Mind Stone. And that did have some sort of celestial magic or it, had, it gave him some sort of spiritual 
living essence or whatever, you know, which is what made Division so special. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he loved. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. fell and in love. This, I mean, if this, that's not a soul, what is? This goes back into, you know, Blade Runner and that, that whole thing about machines, you know, you, you know, uh, you know, searching for purpose, you know, what do, do androids dream of electric sheep, you know, Philip K. Dick, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Oracle and the Matrix, I'm like, again, observing humanity and knowing what humans need more than they do, you know, um, data, like I'm not a Star Trek fan, but the only episode that ever made an impression on me was the episode where they turned data off and had a debate or whether or not he was a machine or a person, an actual officer, or did he have rights or whatever it was, you know, that I always found those that, that fascinated because robots are a reflection of humanity, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and this is like the really the first time this first episode where you could see through the lens of other people where they only see vision as a machine. Yeah. Like up until then, we saw vision through Wanda's eyes who doesn't look at him like that. She looks yeah. at him like her soulmate. You know? Yeah. And the vision is just learning. He's just learning how to be human. So, right. you know, so that would, you know, watching this person go through pain and grief, he would study that and understand it. And being an outside observer would be able to have a better perspective on that. And I think right. that's what leads her to, you know, to right, lead her out of the you know, Yeah, yeah. To lead her out of the Which made the other scene after that even harder to watch when she they got a deed for the property and it had mm-hmm. their name on it that they were going to grow old together. And it's just her by himself, by herself. Or, you know. or seeing him all in pieces, you know, right. on that like, table. <laughs> which made Hayward like real, like a real dick, man. Because yeah, he's an he asshole. Lied, he's an asshole. He lied to everybody saying Wanda did this, but he didn't do that. Uh, she, he was basically trying to provoke her to do something like take vision or do something. And, but she didn't do it. She just left. But he basically tried to get her to do that stuff. So, yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, that was a great scene that 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 like sums up the whole series to me. You know, that's what makes all this matters was that key scene. This is, you know, the lesson you learn from this is in the right. all in that scene. And like, and then you see like Agatha, like wiping a tear away. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, man. So that's the thing. That's the, thing. Uh, the Golden Globes is tonight. I feel like next year, the people in this show should be there <laughs> in, in the audience next next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just me. That but, was tonight? Know, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I didn't watch I'm that so shit. I'm so out of it. I don't, <laughs> I don't watch that shit. You know, I'm like, what, what was nominated? Like, was was did Bloodshot get nominated? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, the one, Sonic the Hedgehog, you know. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog win Best Picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. So, yeah, Marvel got us falling in love with a, a love story about a robot and a witch. Who would have thought? Yeah, Marvel yeah. of all people. So, mm-hmm. uh, I guess we can move on past that. I don't even know what we have left, but I think it's something bad. What do we have? Uh, not this. <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. This let's let's bad. softball. Let's go softball first. Softball quick. Okay. <laughs> okay. This ain't bad. Like I said, we got a chance to watch the Superman and Lois pilot review. Uh, Eli, I just want to let you know. Like I said, I I did watch the episode twice. Not because I was doing a frame by frame thing or anything like that. I watched the episode, and honestly, I thought it was a, a, a pretty good episode. Like I said, it's the CW, so my expectations was lower. But when I saw it, I was like, "That was better than what I was expecting it to be." You know, especially with this Superman, because not to say anything is wrong with the actor playing Superman, but just the way CW has treated this Superman. For the most part, every time he's ever showed up, he's just been a jobber. 
He's just been somebody there just to put Supergirl over. Either he gets his ass whooped, so Supergirl comes to save the day, or Supergirl just kicks his ass, one or the other. Supergirl so, whips his ass, I know. Right, so <laughs> so it makes it like, if he gets his ass whooped so much, why do I even care about the Superman? So that's why I feel I liked about this show, is that, like I said, they took advantage of Crisis. They rebooted everything. There was actually no mention of anything Arrowverse-wise. I was about to say, where did that one kid come from? Right, I know Jordan. a Jonathan. I know a Jonathan, but the other kid, like, where the fuck did he come right. from? Well, see, like that's he... what I mean. At the, at the end of Crisis, you know, because you know, they, the whole Crisis, they had baby Jonathan, whatever, like that. And when it was all over, Superman was flying home, and he was like, "All right, I'm gonna come home. I got food for the baby." He was like, "Did you get food for the other one?" He was like, "Wait, what? The other what?" <laughs> so he didn't know he had kids, you know, or, or another kid at the end of the show. But yeah, in this I don't one, even remember that. Crisis, it, it, it was yeah. it was like a real it was like a real quick line yeah. it was just like he, he was like what the fuck i got two kids it was like so he just went with it you know so this one is com- complete retcon they don't care he's grown up with these kids he knows these kids he's raised these kids kind of we'll, we'll talk about that later on you yeah. know uh and and that's been his whole thing there's no mention of supergirl even the actors even the characters that have shown up in supergirl were recast in this like uh general lane was in supergirl Completely new guy, so whatever it's it's whatever. Oh, uh, and yeah, is that the I'm, same like, Lois though? It's the same Lois. She wasn't in soup. Well, she was a Supergirl. She only showed up when Superman showed up, but it's the same Lois. Oh you well, know. so I don't whatever. know if she I was only... feeling her, but I think the chick who played Lana should have played Supergirl. <laughs> Man, yeah, but see, okay, let, let me you you and Cliff, man, you and Cliff. Okay, let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. <laughs> okay, look, Lois Lane is not supposed to be the hottest of the hottest chick walking the planet. She's not supposed to be. That's her thing. The, the whole, oh, is she supposed to be just this normal looking? Yeah, Superman can see X-ray. He don't even see any of that. Shit. Right. <laughs> like we know it's Superman. We know he can go bang Wonder Woman. Like, damn, baby, to. your liver looks so hot. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's his whole thing man he just wants superman wants a normal chick to live with just a chick that can raise his kids stuff like that if he wants one woman he can go bang one woman if he wanted to he don't want to he wants a normal chick you know so that, that's 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 my thing with lois she's not supposed to be the hottest of the hottest that's all so yeah he could have got lana probably had lana He's like yeah if you go this high with, with nothing else downhill Hey, Lois, you know. Well, that Lana was dope, I'm just saying. <laughs> Lana was dope, Lana was dope, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's my whole thing about this show. And I, and I like how they, now, yes, it, you can say it's Smallville 2.0 because we just spent 10 years in Smallville, in the show Smallville, and now they're back in Smallville. But it's different because it's 2021, so they can tell different stories about how uh, the american economy has been affecting you know the heartland you know big businesses affecting yep. you know small town businesses those things smallville had no interest in you know but this show they seem to be interested in stuff like that it was more of a family drama than a superman show which it's cw what do you expect you, yeah. you, you expect stuff like that so i'm fine with that the family drama was handled very well you know uh the fact that his his son jordan uh, was like, uh, hey, you playing Injustice? You playing Superman? Nah. That was Fuck hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I love like, that scene. Like, nah, Superman sucks. No. <laughs> He's beating the shit out of Superman with Raiden. Yeah, right. I thought that right. was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Superman's like, like, really? You fucking bastard. You know? <laughs> oh, man. But like I said, it was little moments like that I saw. Even the fact that they deal with some like really stuff in there, man, because 
we always talk about the opioid crash crisis. You know how it affects the uh, small towns and the heartlands like that. Yeah. The show was dealing with that. Like Lana Lane's daughter, you know, had a drug overdose, you know, almost a near drug overdose. And they was dealing with that. And then basically saying like, it's happening to everybody over the town. They're not talking about kryptonite this and magic rock that. No, they're talking about real shit. She popped pills yeah. and almost died from it. You know, and they say it's a, it's and an he, epidemic. And he fell in love with her over that, which I thought was kind of creepy. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> I mean, he's been creepy the whole time in the show, so I'm not shocked, you know. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, that's okay. I just thought that. <laughs> like, like, oh, like, you're dep- you feel like shit. I love you. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I can see it. They're both basically like fucked up people. So it's just like, yeah, why not? You know, so, yeah, even that's though it a, turns that's out he's bold moves, man. That's some yeah. bold moves. He. <laughs> you pop pills okay man you hot <laughs> <laughs> oh man so that's the show oh i i did i wasn't feeling the the master chief doom guy he was fighting all of just popped up every now and then it's like y'all could have gave him a more distinct look i understand you're doing something new for your show but don't make him look like halo from xbox you know do something else you know uh let's see what we got here up oh. Another bot. Oh, oh cool. Man. Sweet. Oh, sweet. Oh, we're done talking about you, though. So we're talking yeah. about Superman now. Talking about yeah. Lex Luthor. Was that Lex Luthor? <laughs> okay, let's talk about that. I, it may have been Lex Luthor. They're hinting that there may have been like a multiverse type deal or whatever was going on. Uh, Basically, like that might have been a multiverse from the one of the multiverses that they collapsed. They, they, they destroyed, you know, and I guess he blamed Superman for that. But yeah, this Lex Luthor is black. So... Everybody is going to freak All out right. about that. Yeah. Yeah. All Everybody right. was freaking out about it until <laughs> some, <laughs> some bigger shit came on. Should, should we go to that? Yeah. Or you I'm talk just saying I, I, yeah. I too, I like this show. I didn't expect it to be that good. I, I kind of fell off the CW shows a while back, but then I saw it. I was like, oh, Leroy is going to talk. Leroy is going to watch this shit and he's going to mm-hmm. talk about it. And I don't want to be bored while he's talking. So I figure I'll check him <laughs> out. And I surprisingly enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, I, yeah, the family drama, how they were keeping the, the secret from the kids. I, and I, like when he lifted up the car to prove that he was Superman to the kids, I was like, holy shit, that's dope. It just right. needed that John Williams score. You know what I'm saying? That's all that scene right. needed. With dun, 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 dun. I was like, <laughs> that's all that needed. But I, 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 I enjoyed it. I'm, I think I'm on board. <laughs> if if they can keep the quality up like they can in the pilot, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. And even, honestly, I thought, even, yeah. Yeah. Even with the CW vibe, even you know, knowing how the CW goes and how these dramas are written. And yes, everybody's going to say the wrong thing and everybody's going to take it the wrong way. And this is going to be the thread throughout the season. I still, you know, enjoyed it for what it was. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, I, I I thought it was really good. I didn't expect to enjoy this new Superman show. (laughs) And I thought the production quality of this show was better than your normal CW show, especially the Arrowverse show. Like the Arrowverse is here. And I feel like this was here. Now, was it WandaVision? Was it Mandalorian? No. But I do think because of Mandalorian, because of WandaVision, because of the boys, I think the CW, because here's the thing, the CW is no longer fighting against other network shows. They're fighting, their competition is streaming shows. So I think Mm -hmm. they feel like we we need to step our game up. It looked pretty good to me. I thought it looked pretty damn good. (laughs) 
<laughs> so know. if they can keep the quality up like at that level, I'm on board. You know, but yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, because yeah. it's so, it's it's so weird watching that show and then watching Batwoman right after it. <laughs> like you can see the dip in quality. <laughs> I didn't watch Batwoman. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch it just to compare it to contrast. You know. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, let's move on to the next one. All right, you ready to piss people off, Eli? Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. So everybody, this is the uh, only thing that people have been talking about for the last week. Uh, basically, now well, let's make sure we get our facts straight. Let's talk about facts. I'm talking about rumors. I'm talking about you know uh, suspicions or anything like that. Let's talk about what we know. Okay. So a Superman reboot is in the works, and it is made by J.J. Abrams Production Company, which is called Bad Robot. So Bad Robot is the name of the movie studio that is going to make this movie, that's going to produce this movie, and it's under Warner Brothers. And the only thing we know about it so far is that Tanahasi Coates has been hired to write the script of the show. Uh, that is all we know. That is that, it. That is it. That is of it. Course, that is all we yeah. know. <laughs> and remember, Warner Brothers announces movies like they're fucking popping potato chips. <laughs> they announced another movie two days ago before this, and nobody cared. Yeah, where's they that Batgirl? Where's that Batgirl that Joss Whedon was supposed to make? Batgirl. <laughs> they announced Blue Beetle two days before this. Nobody cares. New aren't guy they gonna make a to make a movie? Yeah, aren't they gonna make a trench movie after Aquaman? <laughs> they're supposed to make a trench horror movie. You know, yeah. uh, they were gonna make a Just League Dark movie that never got made. Uh, what's where's the Flash? Shit? They've been, they're still talking about the Flash movie for the past 10 Whenever years. Whenever the Flash is supposed to come out, it will all be re-released the year after it's been announced. <laughs> so <laughs> next year, it'll be released the year after that. <laughs> so the Cyborg, who gives a fuck? You know, they, they, all these movies coming out. So that's it. Steven Spielberg supposed to be making a, a DC movie. Yeah. <laughs> they announced it, nothing happened. So just whatever. So that's what. So people are freaking out about DC, this and DC that. We get pissed off about it. We get excited about it. And a week later, they say nothing else about it. We forget about it. We go on because as of right now, like every every Facebook group I'm on, Superman social media Facebook groups I'm on, they're pretty much like in chaos right now. Just just burn themselves to the ground because there's nothing <laughs> but just black Superman memes just popping up all over the place. People getting pissed off of it. Campbell back there, Harry Campbell. No, you're gonna take Michael P. Jordan. He's I'm not racist. I'm oh, not I love racist. it. I love it. I love it. Every comment is that I'm not racist, but, but and I'm just like, I okay, got a let me big get, old butt. <laughs> let me get my popcorn. Let me read this comment. I know it's gonna be a good one right here. <laughs> Let's get ready. Oh no. man. So that's all I've been seeing on every every nerd uh geek group I've been seeing them all because you got people provoking other people. You know how it goes. Mainly me, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So that's the thing. So that's all we know right now. But like I said, we do know that that Warner Brothers has been, you know, looking into a black Superman for a while now. Michael B. Jordan, you know, they met with him. This is official. They did meet with him on a Superman project, and he's black. So you can put two and two together that they may be making a black Superman. Plus, Tennessee Coates. Eli, I think we're the only YouTubers that know who Tennessee Coates is because what I've learned is that anybody talking about this is on the on the right side, if that makes any sense. <laughs> um. Well, what oh. de de define right? Okay, right wing I'm, or like right, right as in correct? 
<laughs> right wing, right okay. wing conservative, that type. Okay. So okay. they have no idea who Tenny Hitchcock is. They say, uh, Tabernacle Coat. Oh, or whatever well, they, they ain't going to like when they find out. They're not going to like when they find out who he is. <laughs> no, they, they're just now starting to do research on who he is, and it makes him even more pissed. Like, yeah. oh, he's that guy. Because <laughs> here's the thing, like I said, for the people that don't, I think we need to explain who Tenny Hitchcock is. Like I said, he if you don't know who he is, trust me, you do. You have seen this guy's face before. Trust me, you have. You've seen him on every single talk show. You may have seen him on some BET show and thing like that. Uh, right now, he is pretty much the spokesperson for anything blackness that white people like. Because <laughs> there are other people. But that's he's a good the definition that's... for him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's crossed over. He's crossed over. He's not Dr. Umar. Dr. Umar, we, you know who he is, but they don't know who he is. You know? He's, he's so, the Malcolm X white people are allowed to like. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's, that's Teddy Hissy Coates. So that's why he's getting all these roles right now. Because, he, you know, but the thing is with Teddy Hissy Coates is that the reason we know him is because he's also a comic book writer. And he writes Black Panther. And the thing is, Eli, apparently I'm not allowed to say that his Black Panther run sucked. Because if I say his black only Panther on here, sucked, we're only allowed to say it on only I oh, oh no 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 even saying here that gets shitted on you know <laughs> and Facebook Twitter Instagram anyway I say it I'll but put my here, arm around you here you can say it yeah, yeah. exactly I can say it now but it doesn't matter that makes you look bad now because <laughs> you're condoning it. you're enabling me <laughs> I'll just act Mexican and say que I no hablo <laughs> <laughs> right so now I put all the blame on me how dare you talk about <laughs> now I'm a crab in a bucket now I'm a coon now I'm Maga and now I'm Kanye, all this shit like that, just because I said a fucking comic book suck. That's all. I'm not allowed to say it. You know, the only people that like Black Panther comic that Tenty and Sucrose wrote is the people that didn't read it. Those are the people that are praising <laughs> this shit right now. <laughs> Critically acclaimed. I can get all this shit out now, man. His run's almost done. I'm tired of it. But the reason I'm mad is like, because I'm about to review this book in a second. It and anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, hey, I'm just for the record. His Captain America run started out good. Okay. And uh, but I didn't stick with it because it it didn't start. It started to not be good. Right. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, the up, thing, here we go. No, here's the thing. He just does. He's <sighs> comic books are hard to write. He's a great writer. He's a journalist. He's novels, a genius. He's a genius. Yeah, he's, I give him that. He's yeah. a smart dude. It's just comic books are hard to write, and I think he has a hard time writing comics and trying to cram all of his, you know, genius ideas into a comic book. And it just makes for a slow, you know, mundane book. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's a slog to read. It's, it's, it's full of all these great ideas, but, you know, you know, even us seasoned fans want to see some punching, too. Every now and then, you know, we yeah. understand with the long monologues, you know, where you got the action panel, but you got words just all over here, just taking up every single space of like that. Like, come on, man, put your somebody punch like somebody. Like the man. artist is like, should I just photocopy these panels because I'm just drawing another face? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's just, just going to be another, talking. Because <laughs> he's just another talking and stuff just to himself, you know. <laughs> like, Why don't I just want to draw one panel and just fill it up with word bubbles? <laughs> right, but here's the thing, Eli. You know what's harder than writing a comic? Writing a screenplay, which he has never done. Oh yeah. So they giving him a Superman movie to write, which is gonna be his first screenplay all of a sudden. So here's my thing, Eli. 
black Superman, white Superman, Mexican Superman, whatever, people are about to be as Superman fans are about to be as pissed at him as us Black Panther fans are pissed at him now. They're about to see. They're going to see. Oh, you think this Black Panther run is critical lane? Just wait. You'll see. His Superman is coming. You'll see. And he's and gonna all, piss off. Everybody. And all the liberal white folks will be like, "No, the black Superman movie was good." <laughs> right. <laughs> I would have saw it three times if I could. <laughs> and all the and all the right wing conservatives, I got jumped at the black Superman. Movie. <laughs> oh man! And then you see this, but when you zoom out, it's their their own hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be a picture of uh, what's her face, the the chick from that one movie, the Ready or Not movie. Right, <laughs> woman got jumped at at the Black Panther screening, and it was like some movie, and she's all bloody and shit. And right, yeah, the, the actress actually came out. Yeah, that I didn't get jumped. That's from a movie set, and that's not from when I saw Black Panther. I didn't like, get jumped you, at Black Panther. Like, what are you doing, with Fox News? Okay, now can I say some more controversial yeah. shit about this whole thing? Okay, I'm not down with a Black sure. Superman movie. I'm okay. I know I'm gonna oh, get some more stuff about man. that. Yep, yep, yep. Controversial. Well, I'm out. Crab Later, y'all. I'm crab, out. Crab in the bucket. <laughs> crab in the bucket. Okay, here we go. Let me... <laughs> I'm not down with the Black Superman movie. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why, Eli. I'm gonna tell you why I'm not down with the Black Superman movie because we know what DC is doing. DC is always jumping on the bandwagon whenever Marvel is doing. Oh, Black Bands did a billion dollars. Oh, Spider Man into the universe, uh, multiverse made this many billions. What black superhero do we have? Cyborg in the background, like, uh, I'm here. I mean, <laughs> what black superhero do we have? I'm, I'm here, here. No, what black superhero do we have? And then they're gonna get Superman. John Stewart. You got John Jones. <laughs> you got John Stewart. You got so many other people, man. You got. And the thing is that now, if they if they do this and they make it a black Clark Kent, everybody would be pissed off. Black, white, it doesn't matter your race, your creed, your nationality, your sexuality, whatever. You are going to come for Tennessee Coates head if you find out he made Clark Clint back for just no reason whatsoever. You know, that's the dumbest thing ever. Now, yes, oh, we just, understand. Hey, just you think they're going to be pissed? Wait till those Warner Brothers executive be pissed when black, black Superman don't do shit in China. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Just erase him? <laughs> this movie's too dark. They Chinese review of black walking out of the theater, room dizzy, room spinning from all the blackness. <laughs> oh, man. oh yeah, we're canceled. Oh, <laughs> Oh man! Oh, man. But let, let's run down a list of black Superman that uh, Tenny Hissy Coast may be using. We, we, like, if it's not a black Clark Kent, like I said, we uh, not Vision. Oh, that, um, that's that's white savior. Vision. <laughs> that's white savior. Vision. Let's really just cancel. Let's yeah. really piss off everybody. Nobody got a problem with white Vision though. <laughs> right, white Vision is fine. <laughs> He's canon though. He's still, right. Still. <laughs> All right, let's go to where we go. Okay, so like I said, we have uh, Calvin Ellis. Like I said, this is from this is from Earth twenty three. Because the thing about Superman is that for every multiverse, there was a different Superman. Since there used to be fifty two multiverses, there was fifty two different Superman. He was the Superman for uh, Superman uh, Earth twenty three. Uh, he was name was Calvin Ellis, and he was also the president of the United States. So you, like I said twenty twelve. Damn, they were just just fucking. 
left you like a motherfucker on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, it's New 52. Get, oh, yeah. It's New 52. 52. Like 2012, <laughs> Black President, Superman. Oh, yeah. We can take three guesses who they, you know, modeled him after. But anyway. Oh, yeah. They were fucking three days woke on that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just Superman, you know. Uh, oh, and Earth 23 is all black superheroes I, also. I, so I, everybody. I remember that shit, yeah. Yeah, now this is this is Earth 2. This is Val Zod. Uh, Zod's son or some shit like that. He's on a, he's on Earth two. Superman died in it. Steppenwolf actually killed that Superman. So this Superman popped up out of nowhere. He didn't know he had powers. Ended up getting powers. Blah blah blah. Whatever like that. Okay. No Superman. That's the most popular theory that people think of Michael B. Jordan playing. If Michael B. Jordan is playing a Superman, we're playing Val Zod. Now don't forget, there's also another black Superman. Boom. <laughs> right don't forget you also have john henry iron steel but people want to forget about him you know because they remember the movie but like i said he is a thing and he was, he was in also uh, he was yeah, in uh, he, metal wasn't he in dark knight's metal and shit and he, he he's, a, he's a thing he's yeah, a thing he's, yeah. yeah new 52 completely rebooted uh he actually like when superman first popped up on the scene in new 52 he actually worked for lex luther to help kill superman Till he got cool Superman and Lex Luthor stole his war suit, so he made his own war suit. He's actually a pretty interesting character, but DC don't care. DC don't give a fuck. They just just make somebody else. So that's what I'm saying. Why are you doing all this race changing with a Superman when you can die all the other Superman? Hell, you don't even have to go that route. You can do Icon. You can do Icon. This will make a billion dollars right here from Milestone. He's based Superman, but not I was Superman. just about to say Milestone's coming back. Like Milestone's yeah. back. We're gonna re- Milestone's actually back. We're gonna review him later on. <laughs> Was it uh, this week? It's this week, yeah. Oh, sorry, dude. I guess it was uh, Black History Month, and this is the last Wonder. week. Damn, yeah. sorry, dude. Um, you know they were gonna crank all this stuff at the last minute, get, get it out. Oh of here, man, you know? yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that's my whole point. That's the problem with a lot of these. Because here's the thing with representation. Uh, what I see in what these big businesses are doing, they would just throw a black character in just any TV show or any movie, half-ass develop them. Uh, you know, and they don't care what they do. They're two-dimensional characters, but they pat themselves on the back because of representation and diversity. You can't do that. You cannot do that. You make a black Superman trying to sell it to black people, I promise you, we will smell that shit if it's, if it's uh, not sincere. We can smell bullshit from a mile away. You make that shit, and I promise you, we will clown that shit like the fucking Cleveland show and not watch <laughs> that shit and just pretend like it don't exist. <laughs> Isn't that guy black, though, now? Or is that now the same now he is because liberals complained about it. We didn't watch the show, so we didn't know what the fuck he was. We didn't care. <laughs> but I, oh yeah, or, or was that The Simpsons? Oh who? No, that was Family Guy. Was it Family Guy? But The guy? Simpsons okay. did it also. Because oh, the, the Simpsons, Simpsons Abu Abu's was now Indian now. Yeah, he's yeah. not Indian now. So yeah, so yeah. that's that's the thing was going on. So that's the thing. But DC is always doing this. A, a lot of come doing it. But DC has all these other black characters that they're doing nothing with that people want to do something with like the teen titan show uh they got they changed scarlet uh um uh, starfire they changed star starfire to a black woman when they could have used bumblebee who is a black woman that is a member of the teen titans and just do nothing with her uh like i said we could have used john stewart even on that supergirl show when they made jimmy olsen black did nothing with him then try to turn around and make him guardian who is black in the comics now he's just some mishmash character nobody can figure out you know why bother with them you know move on when you do stuff like this you make we can tell it's insincere and we just ignore the character altogether when if you just would have made guardian or bumblebee or if you would have gave us an icon movie or gave us a, a good steel movie without shaquille o'neal we would show up and support it if it's sincere 
that's why we knew Black Panther was going to work because you had a black director, you had a black writer, you had a black cast, you had black stuntmen, you had a black. We we we, we smelled the blackness on that movie. That's why we showed up in droves to go see that movie. But if you just had some shit where Michael B. Jordan is the only black person in this Superman movie, we're not going to watch that shit. We don't give a fuck. Because we know what you're doing. So, yeah. Have we talked about this long enough? Sure. Okay. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I can, I'm canceled by everybody. You know. Go ahead and put the mag. Yeah. Go ahead and Photoshop the mag hat on me. You know. I guess the Trump only thing I can say, you know. the only thing like I can say to bring us back on track and make mm-hmm. us not totally like hateable <laughs> is oh man, on the pens. I mean, I'm, this probably still pisses people off, but you know, for those saying that all oh, black Superman, ah, hey, black Spider Man worked and it was awesome. <laughs> that, and that's the thing. But at the and he was awesome. But I almost feel like Martin Morales was lightning in a bottle. And I feel like the companies are learning the long, wrong lesson from Miles Morales. So, but he did work, and Miles is awesome. Yeah, you know, um, but they did have to cram in multiple white Spider Mans in that movie, too. right? Just to sell it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just Miles Morales, but it's yeah. just enough that he's there. But he know? was, but he was a, a, an established character that you know mm-hmm. that worked and was you know he it was a struggle for him to get off the ground because, you know, Bendis and Bernardin and who else? Donald Glover. I mean, they all got death threats from that shit too. So. Right. You know. But eventually he caught on, you know, it took yeah. a while, but he eventually so. got on. So we'll, we'll see. We, but like I said, it's 10 hits of coast right now. So I don't, maybe to take off. I don't know. He got an uphill battle. And I got a lot of people, a lot of conservatives talking about something. Well, if you're going to make a, uh, there's no way I'm going to see a black Superman movie. Well, you didn't see the white Superman movie either. That's why we. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> hey, there's a perfectly white, good white Superman TV show on. That was great. It really is. We just talked <laughs> yeah. about it. You want just... white Superman? White support white Superman. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> and I'm even a Superman fan, so right. You got so... you got plenty of white Superman already. So <laughs> right, you got two thumbs up for us for the white Superman movie on TV. Go watch yeah. it. Go support it. Keep Superman white hashtag. So yeah, <laughs> I know we got canceled on that one. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna skip the video section. Let's just move right to the to the next part. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So like I said, this is the comic book bullies. Where we talking about the comic book? Eli, I'm gonna let you go first because what am I doing? What, what should I, I do? Know, what, what did I do? Black Superman? Or no, Black Batman? <laughs> Black Batman. Oh, now we're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You want me so, to do yeah. Black Batman? I didn't read it. Oh, so, that's right. You didn't read yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't read it. So, like I said, the comic book bullies, where we talk about the comic books, and we're going to jump into it, and we're going to jump in with the first one, which is going to be uh, Batman's second son. Is, did it say Future State? The, the, the next Batman second son. It's not. Okay. A, it's no longer Future State because this is a this is a prequel. So this is so this is spinning out of Future State, where we had the next Batman, where we established Jace Fox. Uh, one of Lucius Fox's sons is now uh, a, a Batman in a future Gotham City, you know. Um, but this is sort of giving him his origin story. This is digital, so it's a, it's a new digital series, so it's not being printed. Um, so that's probably why a lot of people might have missed it. But this is just a uh, you know a quick little origin um, chapter one where we see he's going by Tim. So this is before he's being called Jace. Um, And he was some sort of like mercenary vigilante. He goes to like mention that 
Yeah, he goes to like Vietnam because there's some corrupt uh, CEO that he's after, and he like breaks into the compound. He's got to like download some like shady, incriminating evidence off his computer. But when he gets in there, um, some like the the computer was already uh, like fucked up or whatever. So they knew he was coming. So somebody knows about him, basically. And then he's got to fight a bunch of guys. Um, and he gets like, he gets fucked up a little bit. He gets shot, I think. And then he leaves. And then when he gets back to his hideout, Grifter is waiting for him. Oh, and saying, we, okay. I said, okay, we got to talk. Your, your dad wants you home, Timmy. And that's where it <laughs> ends. So, um, yeah, it, it was, uh, right when it got going, it ended, mm-hmm. you know? So that's my only thing. I was like, damn, that's it. You know, <laughs> so because he's not he, he's not Batman yet. He's just running around like a ninja. You know, this is him. You know, he's got like a baton, kind of like Nightwing. And like he, he, yeah, he's fucking dudes up and shit. Hand to hand combat doesn't have guns. Yeah, he's just fucking ninja kung fu and guys up. And then then, yeah, then takes off, you know, and then Drifter is in his house waiting for him. Um, three out of five, you know, I'll, I'll probably check out. And the thing about this is 99 cents digital. Now, let me, let me ask you yeah. this. Cause like I said, it was 99 cents. And it was a cheap book. Was it at least a full page book? Uh, 20 pages. So 22. Okay. So sh- 22. short That's little. About a, yeah, yeah, about about, yeah. Yeah. You know, quick little easy brisky read. And it was like formatted differently. That's what I did notice. Like, I think there's only. I don't think there's any more. Let's see. Let's check this out. Let me just let me just see something. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's more than four panels a page. Really? Yeah, because it's all in this like sort of square format, so it's meant to be read on a computer screen, like a mm-hmm. wide screen. Yeah. So yeah, taking there's advantage of the change of the medium. So yeah, so there's nothing. There's no more than four. Like I think four panels is the most on a page. So mm-hmm. that's got to be a pain in the ass to write. <laughs> Right. <laughs> or but or see, a good thing. You just get it yeah. done and move on well, to something yeah. else, you know? Yeah, I mean I, I've been writing uh you know, I've been writing comics lately. Um and I have noticed that they are challenging trying to get all your ideas into that you're limited in so many panels and so many pages. So it makes it's 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 challenging in trying to convey what your story, but it's also beneficial. It makes you cut out a lot of the bullshit. You know, it makes mm-hmm. you trim all the fat and just focus on what really needs to be uh, told in the story, you know. So, but yeah, so like, yeah, four panels, a page, that's, now I understand why it's so short. Like, because when I got to the end, I'm like, that's it. Right, you know? it's just a quick read, right? Even though yeah. the pages are there, it's a quick read. Yeah. yeah, so love to see Coach try that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> he still would have feel that shit over just... <laughs> It's just dialogue on top of dialogue. So. Oh, man. All right. So I guess it's on to me. So the book I'm going to do, I was I was just wasting time so I get to the next one. So the, before I get to the stuff I want to get to, I'm going to go to X-Men number 18. Uh, now, Gomer and I get into it all the time over these X-Men books because I feel like Hickman is just dumping more stories on top of us with dumping more stories on top of us. This story, he actually revisits a story he did before. Like he actually followed up on a story he did like like 10 issues ago. You know, okay. uh, basically this story is about uh, we deal with who are these guys? Wolverine, Laura, formerly X-23, uh, Darwin, who's in this book also, 
And we also got uh, Sync, who I think was with Generation X or something. You know, let me expand it, get that in there. Like I said, we this is 2.0. Okay, so like I said, they're in. They the last time we were dealing with these guys, Professor X sent them to invade this thing called the Vault. And there's these people down there, these post-human things. It's something from the 2000s. I stopped reading X-Men around that time. But they go here, and they're saying, like, there's this huge city that's almost like a, you know, almost like a planet to itself, like maybe like a million people down there who they think, and they go investigate. But the thing is, time moves differently, so they actually don't even know how long they're down there, you know. And then Sink is stu stuck down there with these three people, and he gets known. He's like, yeah, I'm stuck down here with Lady Wolverine, but she's kind of mean. But you know what? I can kind of deal with it. You know, and I think he catches checking out her, her ass. You know, fuck you looking at. You know, you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, he's smiling, right? <laughs> oh man, I mean, it's sexy Wolverine. I mean, what would you expect? So they go down to the bottom, you know, uh, and the the Vault City recognizes them and tries to protect itself against them. Recognizes three mutants down here and there, ready mutants. Oh, and remember, there's this rule that mutants are allowed to kill. Well, technically. For whatever these people are, uh, they basically re lifted uh, the restrictions. So they can kill anybody they want. You know, they just go at them. Uh, they, I think they name these people, but they don't name these people. So they go out. They Basically, they're the bad, they're the bad guys of our story, about five guys. They fight them. Uh, of course, I think, he, yeah, he burns. Who's he burn? Darwin, Sink. I can't remember. Laura just takes the, the, one of them out. I think this girl, yeah, just slices and dices her and make curly fries out of her ass. She's done. She's not a dad <laughs> four, you know, uh, and just go to work. Uh, and then they get, one of them get burned. I, I don't know if this Darwin sink, but like he gets burned. Darwin gets bubble drowned, but like I said, he can't die. So he just get rose gills and shit like that. Laura touches sink like, I'm going to stay close. I'm going to heal you. But his powers have evolved. So now he don't have to touch mutants. He can touch anybody and get any powers. He touched the fire guy. He gets fire powers and burns everybody else. They die. And that's pretty much the book. So other shit happens, but that's pretty much it. So, oh, yeah, she blows up and nuke and nukes everything. The end. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, everybody everybody on this X team can't die, so it doesn't even really matter. That's why they bought them down there. So, um, yeah, easy breezy story. I'm just glad that they finally pick this book at because like i said i got into a gomer i was saying that hickman put these three on the bus and shipped them off because they were too powerful so he wouldn't tell an interesting story but he revisited them again so i was wrong on that it happens i might eat a cheeseburger i don't know so yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i'm gonna let you go next on that so all right i'll do post americana number three awesome awesome <clears throat> this is probably my book of the week um so yeah this has been a dope ass story um, it's in the future. Uh, there's been like this big world ending disaster that's fucked up humanity and left the world in ruins. But all the uh, like rich 1% sort of uh, found these uh, bunkers inside of a mountain. They're like these high tech cities inside of a mountain. And that's where they've been staying for the past like 80 years, you know. Um, while the rest of the country has just been has gone to shit, you know, cannibal tribes eating each other, everybody living in chaos, and you know, it's Mad Max, it's 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 the cursed earth in 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 uh, Judge Dredd, you know what I mean? Um, well, uh, eighty years after these people been living in a in the mountain in this bunker, this like ultra fascist asshole decides to make himself president, 
and he starts taking over um, the mountain and mobilizing the army. And he wants, and he starts doing airstrikes throughout the country to sort of take the country back, make America great again, basically, so ah, to speak. Okay. Um, and then there's like this rebel force, these, uh, this, um, like, you know, the for like a rebel alliance that are, you know, rebelling against him. And then they basically escape the uh the mountain and they're going out to try and fight to try and basically rally up the rest of the country to fight him um and we follow this one character he's like a hacker and he's been thrown out of uh you know this you know he's escaped the mountain this underground paradise bunker that he's been you know living in for the all his life and now he's out in the shit with all the fucked up tribes and cannibals trying to eat each other meets with this one like badass female warrior named Caroline and last issue they escaped the cannibal tribe that was uh, they had him prisoner and now they're on the run they meet up uh, they uh, meet up at with one this this chick's friends and this is a flashback this so this is number three now we get the exposition we get all the flashbacks we get his life story where he grew up and how he started the rebel alliance and started this like you know all this militants that rebelled against this fascist guy and then we get her backstory, where she came from, and how her like community that she lived was bombed by this fascist asshole, and um, and her whole family was killed. And they're basically they got they want to go meet with this one warlord of the wasteland, who has all this like ultra, like old school technology that they want to use to help you know in this war. So he wants to go meet with this guy to sort of, you know, recruit him for this rebel alliance that'll fight this fascist president guy. Um, when they get there, they find out that the the fascist army was already there and killed everybody and they're taken prisoners. And we get to see one of the survivors that have been taken prisoner is Caroline's mom. Mm, so okay. she is not dead. So that's kind of where it ends. And uh, yeah, big plot twist. Um, and yeah, like I said, this is number three. We get the exposition. We get the flashbacks. You know, early on, not at the second to the last issue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm really digging this book. The art is awesome. Um, this is a, a book by uh, Steve Scrochi. He's doing the story and art. He was uh, he was like one of the artists on the Matrix movies. So he's got really you know, super detailed art. So he's doing double yeah, duty. Yeah. yeah. Um, doing double duty, you know, very, uh, very detailed, very violent. This is a very violent and gory book, which is right up my alley. Um, so yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with this. Uh, I'm really digging it. It's basically another futuristic sci-fi story. That's making political allegories about our current world. Um, but it's doing it in a clever way, you know. Um, this reminds me of uh, Martha Washington, Frank Miller's uh, old. The Frank Miller one, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of giving me that kind of vibe, you know, this futuristic badass chick fighting against fascism, you know. But that was back in the, what, late 80s, 90s, so. <laughs> right before Frank lost his shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> before he went insane. Right. Um, so, yeah, this is a four out of five. I'm really digging this story, so, you know. Nice. Okay. 
All right, so next book I'm going to do, and I should have this early. I honestly forgot about this book. Uh, the Future State book. Uh, the last Future State book. Like, period. The last one before they move on to some other bullshit. Okay. Uh, this is Future State Dark Detective. Oh, I, number... uh, I thought you were going to do the Superman one. Oh, hell no. <laughs> where is that book i can't find it uh, dark detective where are you anyway dark detective number i can't find it doesn't matter um yeah dark Detective number two okay so the book is about let me see if i can find it you're prepared yeah that, that ugly piece of shit there okay so uh, and we'll just go here. So the book is about, like I said, the last Future State book we're going to go talk about. It is basically about uh, Batman had, no, the magistrate. The magistrate has found out that somebody has been taking their drones and they lost about 600 drones and he wants his assistant Hannah to find out who has these drones. Now, what he doesn't know is Hannah actually lives with Bruce Wayne. That's whose house he's been staying for the longest. So she's actually like living undercover and doing spy work for her own benefit, not knowing that, you know, Bruce Wayne is Batman and has anything to do with this. Uh, meanwhile, Batman knows that the drones have been spying on him. He's using the antenna as like a scrambler so the drones can't find out what he's going to. And he actually uh, takes, you know, Hannah and he takes her dad and he basically kidnaps them and takes them out the house before the magistrate finds out where they are and blow up the house, you know, throws them in the back of a van. The, they know where they are, but they can't really center in on them because he put the scramble up on the antenna and they just blow up the house and boom, that's it. So when they get there and peacekeeper one knows Batman is still alive, like Bruce Wayne is still alive. So they go to this hideout, the safe house that Bruce is at. He basically said, look, I'm Batman. I've been Batman this whole time. I'm staying with your dad. But now they know who I am, so they're going to come for us. And basically, she's saying that I've been doing spy work undercover, trying to expose the magistrate for what they really are for the longest. Because nobody knows about these drones. They got these drones all over the city. And they're going to get to the point that once they take out the massive vigilantes, they're going to take out anybody they see. Basically, like the Dark Knight, when Batman had all those surveillance drones and hacking hacked the cell phones, they're doing the same thing. So she's saying she's going to expose this on social media, on the website, stuff like that. And Batman's like, we're going to do this tonight because they, they know I'm here. They know they're going to come for me eventually. So if we don't stop this tonight, we're not going to stop it. So they basically go to the, to the magistrate thing. Batman's all batman up. He took some drones and powered up his suits. Now he's got like stealth stuff that he's repurposed for his own good. Uh, and basically kind of blames himself for the magistrate taking over because they're basically using his old tech to take over Gotham, you know. Uh, and he basically set six bombs on top of the in, inside the magistrate's building before he even catches on what's going on. She's about to upload the stuff on to the social media sites. Magistrate one is like, he's here. So everybody's escorting the building except Magistrate one. He walks back in. He's like, no, I'm going to kill Batman for good because I thought I did the last time, but he didn't do it this time. So she takes her USB thumb driver like that. She goes running, and Magistrate one is like, Bruce, I've come for you. He's not Bane, but he's Bane-ish. You know, so, uh, and while they're fighting, they got the countdown for the last bomb. That's about to go. So they got three minutes left. Hannah's running outside the building. Magistrate Batman is just fighting. each other, just going to work. And I love this splash page, man. I ain't gonna lie. She walks outside. She realized the other magistrate's coming forward. So what she does, she swallows the thumb drive. <laughs> you know, uh, time's still counting down. Batman and Magistrate beating the shit out of each other. And Magistrate basically like saying, no matter what happens, Batman, I'm going to make sure you die. You're like, nah, 
you're not gonna kill me and three two one boom Magistrate building blows up Batman Magistrate still in it the end that's it that's okay some, uh, yeah that's some uh, Red Hood shit too I don't care he <laughs> does some shit whatever but yeah that's pretty much the book Batman dies that's it or he doesn't again. die I don't know yeah again yeah so yeah that's the future state book that book was very underwhelming the uh like I said, the Black Batman book had my attention. This one was just all over the fucking place. It's like it really I, no I didn't stay. I yeah, I didn't stay with it. Like there was I, no reason for it to exist. Like, <laughs> like there was there a point to it? Okay, Batman survives just to die again. Okay, anyway. and he's still broken. Like yeah, I don't... yeah. It's like and he's yeah. living with some crazy dude, but he becomes a crazy dude, and nobody recognized me though he's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Fuck this book, man. It's... <clears throat> Like I said, this book gave me a sour taste on Future State altogether. So, yeah, two out of five. It's a complete waste of time. Uh, shoot, what, what you got next? Um, I'll do Two Moons. Two Moons. Here we go. Two, two Moons, number one. Two this is a new horror book from Image. Mm-hmm. And the main character is a Pawnee soldier fighting for the Union in uh, Civil War, in the Civil War. Okay. So, um, and there's some kind of ghost demon that's kind of following him or something. Mm -hmm. And he, it's kind of fucking with his head. And basically during a battle, the, uh, the, the, the South, the rebel soldiers come and, uh, there's a big battle. Um, this guy is a very good shot with a rifle. And he's like marking, he's just murking motherfuckers. But then his general, he gets shot, but then turns into some monster dude. Yeah. So here's this guy. This is his general. He gets shot, but then turns into this monster. Okay. Yeah. And Nightcrawler, but an evil Nightcrawler. Yeah. And then the dead bodies start talking to the guy, start talking to this dude. And um, and he starts freaking out and starts shooting them. He shoots the the monster that is his sergeant, and then he comes through. He like snaps out of it, and the soldiers are like, "What the fuck, man? You just shot our general." And that's where it says to be continued. Hmm. Um, so is he insane, or is this ghost actually real? And being that he's an Indian guy that just shot a white guy, that's probably not going to be good back then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, it's not bad. It's pretty cool. Um, uh, he's a native. I don't know why he's got to be a native, but I guess he's a native. Um, who, who wrote this? Uh, who did write this? He's not native. I know that because he wrote a thing in the back that's saying he wanted to you know, always, he, he was always interested in different cultures and he wanted to, you know, sort of shed light on different cultures. And um, John Arcudi, I'm not sure who he is. Um, art's pretty good. It's just a, you know, weird little tale of terror, I guess. Um, it turns out that I, I, it gives a little bit of the guy the guy's backstory. He was adopted by a white family and raised on a farm and then joined you know, joined the North when the Civil War happened. And, um, and yeah, uh, 
but it's not bad. It's not a bad of an issue. You know, it's a cool little start to, to this story. I'm interested in seeing where it going, where it goes. So I'll give it a, th- a four out of five. So nice. okay. pretty cool. All right. So like I said, since this is the last, well, actually, technically, Black History Month already ended, but we're still going to close out Black History Month as the Black History stories we got for the rest of this. So rest of the, rest of the books I'm doing, Blackity Black. That's what we're doing. So, yeah, I still, I'm still, I'm searching through Comicsology. I don't see that milestone book. It, it just popped up on me. It's, it's not top ten. You got to look down a little bit further. Because <laughs> I go by so, the new by the days or whatever. I'm in like yeah. the new section. I just look at top ten. And just go from there. But anyway, next book I'm going to do is Black Panther number twenty three. Here's the thing, Eli. For the last week, uh, I have been reviewing. This is Tennessee Coates, who we just talked about writing Superman. Uh, he's the writer of this run and like i said all book all these books this week i read every single one of his books oh well every single one of every single book in this run so i'm completely caught up now uh because like i said when when chad rebo's been passed or getting black History, i don't remember what happened they gave away every black panther book for free ever made on on college and i snatched them all up i like boom 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 ten his coast run has been dormant for a while because of covid they finally pick it back up he's got three issues left this is the first issue of his last three issues. Let me get you caught up, Eli. I'll tell you what's going on with it right now. So, Killmonger is back. But, he is a zombie that has been resurrected by a Venom symbiote. Now, I don't know if it's the actual Venom symbiote or a symbiote from Venom's home planet. So, anyway, is this a King and Black tie-in? No. This was going on before King and Black. This was going on like last year. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so it had nothing to do with that. No King of Black, nothing like that. So Killmonger has been resurrected as a zombie. He is back. He is bringing an army from the future to attack Wakanda and destroy the world because in the future, Wakanda has become some war state that colonizes entire galaxies. And he's in control of it now. Oh, and Bass is on their side also because they're the powerful team, so she just jumped over there. You know. uh, I hope I got you caught up. So let's go on what's going on right now. Oh, uh, oh, and it's a lot of stuff going on. I'm not going to explain everything that's going on with the story. It's very coats ish. I can see uh, a lot of words. <laughs> it's a lot of words. <laughs> anyway, uh, Killmonger has teamed up with every villain that Black Panther has fought doing coats run to join his space army from the his Black Space Army from the future, along with his Venom symbiote, who he's saying he's going to control the symbiote, and his Venom symbiote has dreadlocks. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, so and then okay, back at home, T'Challa had while uh Killmonger has assembled every black villain that you know T'Challa ever faced, T'Challa has assembled every black superhero on the planet to come to Wakanda to face Killmonger's space army from the future. You know, everyone you can think of. You know, and he basically given his motivational speech. I advise you here to do this, blah blah blah. Uh, we got to protect Wakanda, Wakanda, because we want our future to be the best future, not this future Killmonger's bringing us. Even Nick Fury's there. Like, you know, Samuel Jackson, I always pissed he was never invited to Wakanda, but he's there now. Uh, you know, Miles you Morales got, is there, too. Miles Morales is there, too. You know, even though he's happening, he's still snuck in. Riri's there. Cloak is there without, you know, without his white girlfriend. We always say he couldn't <laughs> come to Wakanda with Cloak you know, or Dagger. Oh, that is Cloak. Him. That's cool. He's there. Uh, he left his white girl at home, but hey. <laughs> or maybe she's just hiding in his clothes. <laughs> I'm bringing my white woman to Wakanda. <laughs> we'll be seeing everybody else. They keep giving his speech to like that, blah, 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 like that. But the point is, uh, 
Now on the speeches, so and this is ep oh, I missed it. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, he gives this epic speech, and the speech is so epic that it turns out. Uh, I think I passed it. I did pass it. Doesn't matter. The Orishis, the Orishis, the African deities of Wakanda, have appeared because he's saying the speech is so grand that they appear. Now they've been gone for like 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 the basically the gods have abandoned Wakanda for like all of Coates Run, but now. Uh, T'Challa's speech was so epic they have came back. Except the Windwalker is not there. So like, where is the Windwalker God? She's right there. They're like, oh, you can't be in two places at the same time because they basically hinting at that Storm might be a goddess. Like she's actual uh, African deity. And then he's talking to Dr. Voodoo. Dr. Voodoo is like, well, are the Haitian gods going to join you? He's like, nah, they don't like Wakanda. So, yeah. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> Other shit happens. I'm not gonna talk about that. Uh, ooh, this I'm not gonna talk about that because they're gonna be pissed off with Coates even more. Although we do get some shit with you know Storm and now I do like what Coates did with Black Panther Storm. He's reunited them. They're not married, but they're on good terms. You know they're clearly in love with each other. Bad shows up, causes more havoc. They don't know she's with the bad guys now. She shows back up. The child's like, what the hell are you doing here? You're like, I'm here to fuck shit up, basically, you know. Uh, and she kills the Orishis or kill the deities or something like that. They disappear. All of a sudden, Killmonger's Space Army shows up, and they go to war. And you get this awesome-ass panel. Look, got to go back to the panel. You got Falcon and Storm and Monica Rambo and Riri and Dr. Food. What the hell is my Rally swinging on, anyway? Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, next <laughs> Next cover, every black superhero ever. Falcon's foot. He's just attached to Falcon. <laughs> he's speaking of Falcon's foot. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he's doing. So, yeah, every black superhero ever unite next issue. So, here's my thing, Eli. And there's some other shit about this issue that I'm not going to get into because you're going to be pissed off about Coach more. But this should be way more. I should feel this more than what I'm feeling. This is epic. This is Venom symbiote Killmonger leading a space army against every black superhero ever from the future and this should be some epic ass shit and i'm just like okay well i waited to the last page <laughs> yeah wait till the last page to do it but i mean no it's like that it's been like that the whole run like the whole run like this should be some epic shit this is like black star wars what it should be because like t'challa been in space like the last like the first 20 issues came back to wakanda and the space army followed him here so this should be some epic shit but i'm just like i don't feel it like this the trade federations has cut off trading routes to <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's like the prequels <laughs> if it was just the senate hearings that's what it is take yeah. all out all that lightsaber shit we don't want that you know i will plead my case to the senate <laughs> <laughs> all that dog fight in space get that shit out of here man we want that space cnn that's what we want you know <laughs> uh, shoot. oh shoot what else you got uh, I guess the last book I'm going to do is crossover number four. Apparently the greatest book ever made. That's what everybody's telling a apparently, me. Apparently, yeah. Except you. Because it's so meta. Right. It's so meta, man. And it's got this book. It's got it, a... Yeah. It means something. Yeah. It's got this... It show, in that one panel, you can see that one character from that one comic from 20 years ago that no you one's ever fucking... You can see his elbow. Yeah. You, no one's ever heard of except, you know, the two people that read it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this isn't bad. This is, uh, you know, Donnie Cates, you know, doing his... Med ultra meta fourth wall breaking comic book about comic books. 
Um, so some sort of weird event happens and a portal opens up and every superhero character from or comic book character has crossed over into reality. And there, there's created this dome over Denver, Colorado, where it's nothing but superhero battles. Um, uh, at some point, uh, some little superhero girl escapes, and um, this little uh, this uh, little girl ends up in the uh, at a comic book store. That's kind of like uh, they're kind of outlawed now. Comic book now the government's like all anti comic book heroes and shit mm -hmm. um and this one girl who's a comic book fan she finds this little superhero girl so let's take her back to the you know to the dome and get her back to her family she meets up with the paybacks which is a superhero team that donny cates wrote a few years ago okay, um, Riverson himself okay yeah so he's yeah he's uh his own characters are in this um i actually wrote i did a review on uh, the paybacks for outright geekery back then um, they were like a superhero team, you know, and they're going to, she gets their help to go. They're going to go bring this girl back to the portal. Uh, meanwhile, the government is, uh, like taking superheroes prisoner. They got them like in this, like a uh, laboratory where they're like in these stasis modes and they're, they're taking all like all these powers from all these superheroes and they're making some, uh, ultra super villain to take out the superheroes. Okay. And oh yeah, and then um, they find the sword from God Country. So they go to this oh, museum. Oh, so that's crossover. Okay. Yeah. So they go to the yeah. So God Country was another comic book that Donny Cage wrote, and the team find the sword. So in God Country, this old man like on a farm, he's got like dementia or like Alzheimer's and shit. He's an old man. He's about, he's, you know, got this terminal illness. And then some sword falls from the sky. He picks it up and becomes this powerful He-Man dude, warrior. So that's what that comic's about. And in this issue, they find that sword. It's like the most powerful sword in the universe. And it makes you a badass if you have it. And, um, and yeah. And then the government's making this supervillain. So that's where we're heading. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's fun. You know, it's fun. It's making all these references to comic books and, you know, pop culture. And um, I mean, we, we eat that shit up. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can see why comic book fans are like, Oh, you know, um, and it, it's clever, you know, like some, the girl, the girl, the, the comic book heroes are like, um, they're like, like, Oh yeah. Madman. You remember Madman, that old, uh, yeah, the, the white with the, the white, lightning. The psych, psychic guy, yeah. He like, shows up. Yeah. Yeah, he shows up. And if you notice, all the superheroes in reality are have Kirby dots on them. Ah, okay. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, it's basically, and like I said, it breaks the fourth wall. The narration, you know, like the, te the text bubbles narrations are like, okay, we're going to break it up right now and talk about this. And, you know, pretty gnarly, huh? So, like, it's actually talking to the reader. You know, in a Deadpool sort of way. You know what I mean? Right. Talking to the audience. So it's it's you know, it's Donnie Cates having fun, being clever. You know, so uh, yeah, four out of five. I'm I'm still with it. You know, I'm yeah, I'm not wowing over it like everybody else is, but you know, 
So, but you know, like we said before, it's got to be the best thing ever, the worst thing ever. There's no room right. for mediocrity. No in between, right? Yeah. So you know, I. But Donny Cage making mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. No. It's it's fine. It's it's a fun book. If you're a com, if you're a comic book fan, you will appreciate it. And this is geared towards. I think that's what the audience is supposed to be: comic book fans. It's geared specifically for comic book fans. You know, they're the ones, that. yeah. yeah, they're the ones that are going to get all these references. They're the ones that are going to get no, because no one knows who Madman is, right? You know, no one knows who's going to be some article breaking down this, 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 yeah, Madman you know. or God Country or the Paybacks. You know what I mean? Right. Only comic book nerds are going to know this shit. I think that's right. why they're they've taken a liking to this book so much. You know, so yeah, it's it's fun. I give it a four out of five. I'm you know, I'm not you know sucking its dick at all, but it's it's fine. You know, I'm, I'm making out with it. You know, we're just gonna, you <laughs> See, know? first base, first base. Yeah, yeah, that's all. You know? Bra, you know, you know what I mean? We're just, you know, at the movie theater smooching. That's all. You know, I haven't gone down on it yet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> four play. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, no na na without the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. okay. So this is my book of the week coming up right now. Like I said, this is Black History Month. The blackiest, blackiest book we're going to do. This is the blackiest, blackiest book we have done on this show. Because all this time we've been talking about how we were going to save Milestone, Eli. You and I, we saved Milestone. Milestone is back, baby. So, yeah, so this is Milestone Returns. I think they actually released this book a while ago, but now it's been released to the public. They're basically giving you, this is like a, a sample course of what they have planned. So, like I said, it's issue number zero, so we all know what issue number zeros are. So let's just go ahead and start this off. Like I said, you got the boom, bam, boom. That's what the cover's going to look like. And the book starts off actually with our first hero, Static. Not Static Shock, Static. And we end, and we go to his origin story, which is at a Black Lives Matter uh, oh, rally. Shit. Right, so this is not in the 90s. <laughs> it's been rebooted. This is a reboot. Okay, so let's go to it. We're talking about Black Lives Matter. They're in Dakota City. Like I said, we don't know who died, but they're just like, fuck it, let's just march for something. But there's certain, you know, things that let them know, like, she was sleeping. You know, that's honestly, oh, you know, that's obviously yeah. Breonna Taylor. Right. So, uh, stop killing people in weirdos. And then they just, you know, fire on them. But, they, you know, there's smoke bombs, stuff like that. They fire smoke bombs at them. Uh, tear gas at them, you know. But the tear gas has been replaced. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they were going to use the tear gas to replace people. But what happened with the tear gas some people die instantly. Some people got powers. You know how it is. So this is the Big Bang. The Big Bang in the Dakota universe. If you ever seen the Static Shock cartoons or like that, the Big Bang is how everybody in that universe got their powers. You know, uh, it happened at an event where some police did some bullshit or some gang members did some bullshit. Some people died. Some people got powers. Bloom, bloom, blah, blah, blah. What's up? That Static right there. He finally got his powers. He had the powers at a Black Lives Matter rally. That's what got his powers. So, you know, the same old Spider-Man shit. He goes home, his family, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just a little sick. He comes back, he's fine, whatever. But this is what we need to get to. While all that bullshit went down to the Black Lives Matter rally, they're looking at the people who supplied them with that tear gas. And it was that guy's company. That guy's name is Curtis, I can't remember. It's Hardware. Hardware's the other guy. He, the, it was his company. He told them, don't give them that tear gas. The tear gas not ready. The tear gas experimental. I knew it was going to be some fucked up shit going on with it. So when the tear gas went bad, he knows since he's the face of the company and he's a black man, they're going to throw him under the bus. He knows it's coming. So he's just like, nah, 
<laughs> I'm leaving. I'm going home. And it's like, man, well, once you come in tonight and talk to us, like, you know, the front office, like, talk to us, come in. He's like, nah, I'll, I'll meet you guys tomorrow. You know, he goes to his place. He's like, nah, fuck it. I'm not going in there. <laughs> I already know what's going to happen. They're going to throw me under the bus. I'm going to step into my super suit that they don't know about. And I'm going to get myself superpowers and become Black Iron Man or War Machine, whatever the fuck. And the police just burk down his door and just fire on him. He was like, y'all going to fire on an unarmed man? Oh, you didn't know I was not unarmed, huh? This my my black man bulletproof suit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what, now, did me... the, what did that say? The blackness protects me. Yeah, blackness. My blackness protects me. <laughs> Does it scare you? <laughs> so then he pulls the guns out of them, and they just haul ass, you know. <laughs> and it, it like, and don't you ever, 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 ever come around here no more, you know. <laughs> and so that's them, and then we go to uh, who is this? So this is Blood Syndicate. They're basically everybody else. They're kind of like the X Men, but not really X Men. They're a gang. And they go meet Holocaust like that. So, well, when we go back to Static, Static is learning slowly how to use his powers. He's taking a shit, learning how to shit properly or whatever. Uh, you know, uh, he learns how to make him use his keys, you know, use electricity. Oh, and he's being bullied by a white dude, by three white dudes. But the first dude looked like a white rapper. Because <laughs> he says, <laughs> right, because he says Virgil, who is Static, he's not black enough. So he calls him like an Oreo and all stuff like that. So he's going to whoop his ass because he said he's not black enough. And that's him right there. And he's calling his girlfriend all kind of like crazy names. He just punch him in the face. You know, shut the hell up. You know, you're like, okay, yeah, let's let's do this. You know, uh, so then the white dudes jump his ass. But then but then other people saying, wait, are three white dudes beating up on a black dude? So then they jump in. Now you got this whole school riot. Then the police jump in, blah, 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 stuff like that. Anyway, uh, where are we going? Oh, yeah. Then the next day at school, when he finally comes back next week, uh, turns out the white rapper dude or like that has powers. Call himself Hot Boy or I don't know what the fuck you call himself. Uh, he sees Virgil again. He's like, I'm glad you got him about to whoop your ass again. So he he just throws fire bombs at him in the middle of the school, not knowing who Virgil, not knowing what Virgil can do. So Virgil's like dodging him and shit like that. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's what you're doing. OK. And then he throws out his static powers like that. And they just, you know fighting school fight superhero school fight right there and then he blasts him and he's thinking about killing him but he's not gonna kill him so he lets him wake up the police come police come what's going on here and all hot boy says is i slipped you know so nobody saw a fight they can't do anything <laughs> so everybody's going about their business then we go to icon like i said we talked about icon and rocket he shows up rocket tells icon uh i want you to clean up the drugs in my in my in my city in my neighborhood they're like oh cool cool let's go to columbia Cause that's where you get the drugs from anyway. Let's burn down the factory. <laughs> Cause that's where your that's his connection anyway. So they go down there, uh, blow up the connections. Rocket goes down there. They see a bunch of people, and Rocket powers up her kinetic punch, and boom, blows up the crack house, the drug house, whatever you want to call it, with one kinetic punch. Icon goes out there. He telekinetically destroys this shit, blows up the crack or the smoke or the bomb, whatever they, they you know. He's fucking powerful. He just do whatever he wants to. They never really explain what Icon can or cannot do, you know. But he can just do anything. Uh, and some other shit happens. But anyway, Holocaust is back. Like I said, Holocaust became so popular in the milestone. He just became like a, a Teen Titans bad guy. Like he was fighting Superboy and shit like that. But now he's back and he's recruited the, the Blood Syndicate again. And that's it. Yeah. So, like I said, the three books coming out, Static, Icon and Rocket. 
and Hardware. Those are three books. Uh, of course, you know, the Icon book is actually narrated by Rocket. It was always narrated by Rocket. It was always told through her eyes, and she was telling everybody what Icon was. So that's the book. Like I said, I'm excited. It's back. It was written by Reggie Hudlin, a good Black Panther writer. You know, <laughs> uh, He's been the guy to get this whole thing off the ground. Uh, like I said, I'm excited. I'm just glad Milestone is back. They said more stuff is on the pipeline. These three books are just kind of like testing the waters, and then they're going to start rolling out the other stuff also. So they hinted at other heroes that may or may not show up, but they gotta they want to see what static and icon and hardware does first. Because there was always the three best selling heroes anyway. So yeah. Uh it whipped my appetite. 4.5 out of 5. I'm good. Jim Lee even drew some panels on like the other second story that I'm not gonna talk about. But yeah. And like I said, this is the book we should have been getting. This is the movie we should have been getting. Tana coach should have been writing a icon movie. Billion dollars. Easy. DC could just yeah, step back yeah. and break up money, but they they don't like money, I guess. So, Michael I B. Know. Jordan as hardware? I can see it. That, that, yeah, Black Iron Man, I can see it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, and, and anything else we got? Or? Um. Well, I read, I, I mean, I thought you were going to read that new Marvel's Voices. That was a new oh. one? Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know. I, I guess we... So you didn't two. read... You over read, two. I didn't... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't read Milestone and you didn't read the Marvel Voices? Yeah, okay. We're going to make this the blackest show ever. So, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I didn't, I didn't read Marvel Voices. I didn't... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of stories with the, a bunch of black superheroes. Um, very short. They're like, like, a couple of them are like two, three pages long, you know? Like not like, much. I heard like Def Jam Records has some of their artists write some of these stories. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I saw like a Def Jam ad in the back. Yeah. Um. There's like a Miles Morales story. Monica, of course, Monica Rambo shows up. Uh, in one story. Um. There's a Blade story that was pretty cool. Um. Uh. What was that? It was like a Black Venom. Black Venom. Yeah. It was like a. I don't know. It was a it was a venom with dreadlocks, like in the <laughs> just Killmonger, just <laughs> um, and and Gozi or something. Her name was I don't. Know, I think her name was. I don't think I ever heard of her before. But yeah. yeah um, uh, who else? Uh, there was a you know uh, a Riri, you know a Riri and Shuri. I think they team up at some point. Um, uh, but I think the fa- I, I forgot about this. Okay, so. I think my favorite story out of this was the Domino story. Wait, why is Domino? Domino is. I guess Domino's black now because of Deadpool. We, we claim 2. Domino now? I guess. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, <laughs> Domino, because I always thought she was Asian. I always thought I, she was We didn't Asian. know what Domino was, but I guess. I, we... I, I just assumed she was always Asian because she kind of looked like she was She's Asian. half black, so I guess that counts, but. I. I... Didn't know, but she showed she's got a story in this, and I'm like, oh yeah, because of Deadpool too, because Domino Zazie... better not bring her ass to Wakanda. I know that shit. I'm... <laughs> she's not that, yeah, Zazzy Beats played her in the movie, so I guess right. she's in this, and this is probably that my Domino favorite. Was, right, that Domino can come, not the X Men Krakoa Domino. Yeah. yeah, no, this is straight up, you know, you know Harley Quinn Domino. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I see. yeah. Um, and, and she's just, you know, she's just at a gas, she's gambling and then shoots up a bunch of people and it was just cool, you know, cool little action scene with Domino. So, you know, 
I thought you were going to read it. I didn't really prepare to review it because I, I thought you, I didn't you... see it. I mean, like I said, there was so many books. I guess it was like on the next page. I should have kept looking, but yeah. Yeah, because that's what I saw. I got this, but I didn't get Milestone because I've been looking through Comics College. I still can't find Milestone. I'm going to have to search it. <laughs> yeah, the shit out of <laughs> like China. <laughs> you ain't going to see that shit. So yeah, you know, another Marvel Voices featuring, you know, minorities. So there you go, Eli. You want to write comics for Marvel, just become a rapper for Def Jam. There you go. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Any, anything oh, else? Oh, New Mutants. I read New Mutants. Uh, I don't okay. I don't really know what's going on. I mean, I kind of do, but... They're still in space? I, oh. No. No, it's got the Shadow King and... Oh, I guess okay. I'm not I'm not current with the X Men right now, so I, it's making references to all these other books that I'm not sure what's happening. So I'm probably not appreciating it as much as yeah, like because it's I just been read. yeah yeah it's been getting I heard everyone loves this book. It's been getting these good reviews and shit, but I'm like, what the fuck is this? And what the fuck is that? And who the fuck is this now? So because New Mutant got some deep cut stuff on it because it's not just New Mutants. They're like all the Generation X characters. They pop up in there, you yeah. Know, so it's just like whatever, you know. I'm like, what the fuck can this motherfucker do? Shit, I don't know. The shadow, <laughs> the shadow king's fucking with people, and then they go to the other world and meet like Merlin and the fucking Avalon and shit. They go there, and I guess yeah. it's cool. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> oh man! Yeah. So, oh shoot! Anything so, else we got? That's oh. that's about all I got. Okay, and that concludes our Black History Month program. Not just ours, but corporate America all together. <laughs> you may now go back to your white commercials we had before. <laughs> no more, no more Calvin from McDonald's. You know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and March, like I said, March is going to be stacked. March is going to be loaded. We got Godzilla vs King Kong. We oh, yeah. got uh, Snyder Cut. Uh, oh yeah, shit! I it's about it's that. a lot of shit. That's just the tip of the iceberg. March is fully loaded, so yeah, we're just gonna go from there. Uh, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. Ha ha ha!